0: This is the morning brief from the Economic Times, produced in collaboration with AWAS.com.
1: America has been tested, and we've come out stronger for it. We will repair our alliances and engage with the world once again, not to meet yesterday's challenges, but today's and tomorrow's challenges. That was President Joe Biden after taking oath as the 46th President of the United States of America. He has his work cut out as he has taken over the top job in a deeply divided America in the middle of a pandemic. President Biden has committed not only to repair the damage but to move forward, to fight the pandemic, to rebuild the economy, to mend global alliances and... Regain America's position in the world. The theme is clear. America united. But what does the change in the government of the world's largest economy mean to India? Will our relations with the US continue to deepen? Will it have a bearing on our trade and our geopolitical position in the world? In this podcast, we will closely look at what the new US government can mean to India. From the Economic Times, I'm Rachita Prasad, and you are listening to The Morning Brief. Let's meet our guests for the day. Our first guest is Seema Sirohi, who is a columnist with The Economic Times. Seema is joining us from Washington, D.C. She has covered India-U.S. relations for nearly three decades now. Our second guest is ET's deputy executive editor, Pranab Dhal Samanta. Pranab writes on national politics, governance, security, and international affairs. Welcome to the podcast. Seema, I will start with you. Would President Joe Biden be a friend to Prime Minister Narendra Modi as former President Trump was seen to be? What does the new leadership mean for India-US relations?
2: So as you know, President Biden was a senator first and during his tenure as senator he was very supportive of india starting from the fact that he urged the then uh, administration to lift the sanctions against india that were imposed in the wake of the 1998 nuclear tests so uh, he has been a friend of india he has uh, helped in the you know uh, passage of the uh, very landmark civil nuclear agreement between uh, India and the United States. And he has said that, uh, you know, it's a a very important relationship, a
1: significant relationship. There's a lot of enthusiasm among Indians right now about the fact that President uh, Biden's team has 20 Indian Americans. I mean, this is the highest number of Indians in the team of any American president so far. Should we be reading more into it? I mean, can that have some kind of uh, influence on the relationships? Look, we have to remember, I know there's always excitement when
2: an Indian American uh, makes good in the United States. But remember, uh, they are government officials, they are Americans first and Indian Americans second. So uh, they're going to follow the policies of President Biden. And so it neither helps nor hinders, I would say, the primary job of uh, pushing India's case or uh, managing the relationship with the United States rests with the government of India and the Indian embassy and Indian diplomats.
1: Penup, what would be the top three issues that India would like to take up with the Biden government?
0: Thank you, Rachita, for uh, having me on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to be here. Biden administration has a host of challenges, and uh, they range from domestic to international. And if you look at Biden's speech and you look at his policy priorities, they actually move from you know COVID to climate change to China. So in each of those issues, India is a is a can prove to be a very important partner. All right. Now, if you start from uh, uh, Biden's first major challenge, which is fighting the pandemic itself, there's a lot on the pharma sector which both countries have been cooperating on. There's a lot of opportunities which the two can actually explore together. I think you will see a lot of action. India are trying to move forward and looking to help, appearing to help with whatever little it can. So there are lots of uh, gaps which uh, the Biden administration needs to fill. And uh, India can be a major partner in climate change. And let's not forget that from the perspective of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, he is the first Indian Prime Minister to have actually embraced the idea of climate change as a policy plus, uh, both domestically and, and, and therefore he would want to take that forward internationally now. What the timeline uh, India can, uh, you know, the extent to which India can cooperate on the timeline. These are all issues which we'll have to see. But that's the other area of cooperation. Then, third, of course, is China, which is the big issue. For India, it's a clear and present danger. For uh, the United States, it's a challenge on its not just global supremacy, but on its economic supremacy. India also wants to economically. Not disengage, but definitely recalibrate its relationship with China. There are lots of opportunities, but then those opportunities need to be cashed on. Can they be executed? We saw that despite all the political momentum, India and U.S. could not uh, conclude a mini trade deal uh, during the Donald Trump administration. Will it be more possible now with Biden? These are issues which one has to see. If that happens, then individuals will matter less and progress can be seen on structural issues, particularly agreements, trade pacts, things like that. Those will be messages uh, which will have greater political meaning. But that I am looking a little far uh, into the sort of, uh, you can even say crystal gazing at this point. But those are all areas in which India will move. And let's see how it pans out for Joe Biden, even domestically.
1: Makes sense. Uh, Seema, you know, the president seems to be wasting no time. He said that, you know, U.S. will return to the Paris Climate Accord and he's already signed an executive order on it. Among other things, uh, the president earlier indicated that he wants a coalition of democracies, uh, the way he put it, uh, to put pressure on China to curb unfair practices. Will India find a spot in this coalition And what does it mean for India-China relations? Uh, We have been having a lot of uh, tension between the two countries. How can that get impacted? India should find a place there should be no reason not to because to ignore
2: the world's uh, largest democracy would be a folly of great magnitude, I would think. As in when this celebration of democracies or the concert of democracies takes place. India will very much be there. And don't forget, India is a partner of the United States in some very key policy initiatives, like the Quadrilateral Security Dialogue, uh, which is known as the Quad, which consists of the US, India, Japan, and Australia. As far as the impact on China is concerned, I think it's pretty clear where India is headed, given China's extremely aggressive behavior. I don't know if there's any reason why India should feel shy about you know, developing better relations with other democracies, because that is the big difference between India and China.
1: Makes sense. But one of the most important and tough issues faced by the president would be to deal with the security issue in Afghanistan. And for that, he may need Pakistan's help. How is that likely to impact India? Definitely. Uh,
2: As we know, over the past uh, several decades, uh, Pakistan has exploited its geography to the maximum. It is part of the Afghan peace process. The Americans depend on it to deliver uh, the Taliban to the table. Um, And yesterday, during the hearings, uh, the Defense Secretary especially made a special mention of Pakistan and how important that relationship is while acknowledging the importance of India. So that is a uh, you know tightrope. India has been walking all these years
1: and will continue to walk. So uh, but it could be a dynamic situation going ahead. I mean, do you think uh, it will take time for us to figure out this equation? Yes, we have to wait to see exactly what the Biden
2: administration will do because in the initial months, they will order reviews of various policies, right? Like Afghanistan, China, and all the major policies, uh, major geographical areas like Europe. So we have to see whether they want to tinker with the agreement
1: that the, the Trump administration came to with the Taliban, Pranab, given that background, what is India preparing for right now? Are there any uh, preparations being done on the military front, on the security front, uh, as far as India's relationship with Pakistan or China is concerned in view of the new government in the US?
0: I think the specific issue uh, animating the conversation around Pakistan, which will be of concern to India, let's let's break this into two. One is terrorism, the other is Kashmir. Now, as far as India is concerned, they are one issue. In fact, Afghanistan, terrorism, Kashmir, all of this is one narrative uh, for India because India has been on the receiving end of terrorism for the longest. Uh, There are um, constituencies in in the U.S. which which tend to uh, segregate uh, this and, and sort of fuse it with human rights issues and things like that. Now here it will be interesting to see whether the Biden administration will try to buy or into that narrative which the Pakistanis have been trying to spread on Kashmir. This needs to be uh, worked, looked a little more deeply. Uh, the The thing is after 9-11, there can be no compromise on terrorism as far as the United States is concerned. So Pakistan has to show action on terrorism. And Pakistan, by the way, is doing trying to show that it's doing its bit by uh, conducting some arrests, showing compliance to FATF rules as far as money laundering and banking laws are concerned. Uh, so it's trying to show that it's acting on terror. It will want some sympathy on Kashmir. On the other hand, India having uh, withdrawn Article 370, has also done its bit in pushing the democratic process. And the prime minister, in his August 15 speech, made it clear that there would be elections in uh, Jammu and Kashmir at the earliest, and it has started bottom up. If Washington were to see this from the prism of the US-China issue, it would find that China is trying to rake up Kashmir for other reasons. And therefore, uh, the United States may want to look at Kashmir from a different angle, from the China prism. I think it will be the reorientation of all these issues and finding new methods of cooperation and alignment. And that's what partnerships are all about.
1: Reorientation seems to be the key word here. That's interesting. Seema, uh you know, Democrats have been raising human rights issues. Uh, we know that uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's comments on the, the Kashmir issue didn't go down very well in India. There were a lot of criticism for that. Uh, do you see the new US government building pressure on India on these issues? See, uh-
2: What they have said and what they did uh, say during the campaign is uh, that human rights will be brought front and center into American foreign policy. So, yes, there will be some pressure on Kashmir, on the Citizenship Amendment Act, um, because remember, the Democratic Party now is a coalition of various factions, progressives being one of them. And the progressives are very much into, you know, social justice and standing up for human rights. So it would be interesting to uh, see whether the Secretary of State can sort of tamp down some of these expectations and manage the relationship uh, with India, because the greater threat to America is China, for which they need India very much. Um, but there will be noises, especially on Capitol Hill. There will be some congressional hearings, I'm sure, in some time to come. But for the time being, they are focused on domestic challenges. And these issues will come up later if they do at all.
1: Of course. And domestic challenges, there are or many. So I'm guessing that would take some time for them to kind of settle down. Pranab, the U.S. has imposed higher tariff on Indian steel and aluminium products. India has also retaliated with some increase in tariff. What does India-U.S. trade look like under the new government? What is your take on it?
0: Just raising tariffs is not the way forward. Uh, and that India is already labelled as a tariff king. And that's something, uh, that's an eye switch uh, despite all the great bonhomie between uh, the leaderships so during the, the Donald Trump era,
1: India yeah. could not
0: break that ice with the United States. And there may be some truth in it. Uh, so, so India has to look at the qualities and standards game more closely than just look at Arabs. Uh, protectionism is not the way forward. Uh, for a while, Atmanirbhar... Policy was looked at, you know, as as whether it is India getting protectionist again. The prime minister has sought to clarify that, no, it isn't. But that has to also reflect in policy actions. It has walked out of RCEP precisely because it feels that the the members in that setting are its principal competitors, in which case it now becomes imperative on, on, on this government to forge a strong economic uh, partnership with the United States and the European Union, the other two big trading blocks for India.
1: That's interesting. We'll wait and watch on, on what happens on that front. Uh, Seema, President uh, Biden has already signed an executive order on immigration. Do we have details of that? I mean, because IT and student visas for Indians have always been a pain point. Do you see that situation easing? See, uh, what
2: happened during the Trump administration was a very strict enforcement of existing rules and some rules becoming harsher. So, so far, uh, the Biden administration's focus on immigration issues is on uh, the children of illegal immigrant immigrants who uh, they want to give citizenship to. But... In the immigration bill that he uh, plans to send to the US Congress, um, there is a provision to uh, sort of remove the uh, per country cap on um, green cards. That will help uh, Indian professionals and Indians who have been waiting for, for years on end. You know, now the average wait for a green card is like uh, runs in two, three decades or something like that, because there's a cap on how many green cards can be given to citizens of a particular country. So that would be a huge help. But this has to go through Congress. That means uh, the Republicans have to sign on on it. Right now, the majority is very slim in the House and 50-50 in the Senate. So uh, your guess is as good as mine. I think it will be very hard negotiations. And given the situation on the border with Mexico, there's already a caravan forming because with Biden's uh, inauguration, people are coming through in hundreds from Honduras and Guatemala and they want to just come to the United States. And Biden administration is going to have a hard time dealing with that.
1: Is there any clarity on what could be done with the H-1B visas uh, that has been a problem of late? There will be negotiations on that because even the Democrats
2: are divided on that. I would say they're not exactly unhappy with what Trump did in terms of, uh, you know, raising the salaries of H-1B so as to, you know, that hurt the Indian IT companies, but right. American companies could afford all this, right? So the Democrats are under pressure from the same lobbies, you know, the same American workers who claim that uh, their jobs have been taken away by lower uh, wages given to Indians who come on H 1B. So these are again negotiations. I don't think anything will happen anytime soon. Um, but there is uh, a significant section of American congressmen who are in favor of uh, easing these restrictions.
1: Pranab, you mentioned uh, the bonhomie between. Uh President Trump and uh, Prime Minister Modi. Can we see a relationship like that building between President Biden and uh, Prime Minister Modi? I mean, uh, should we expect a Namaste Biden anytime soon?
0: That's, that's difficult for me to say. But, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but what I can tell you is, uh, look, these are governments work with whoever is in power. When uh, Prime Minister Narendra Modi came to power, there were lots of questions about what would President Barack Obama do now, uh, given the troubled uh, past. Uh, uh, not, but, but, but Barack Obama um, did business with uh, uh, Prime Minister Modi and visited India, and then the relationship was actually quite good. Right. On the other hand, you had all the great chemistry, uh, with the uh, president trump but on a lot of issues uh, matters could not be closed i mean uh, 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 trade as you mentioned was one of them so uh so so substance and chemistry don't necessarily um, um, go together in, in in the sense that good chemistry always helps in, in in pushing the substance but in case of dealing with the united states it's the relationship between the bureaucracies, which really matter. And uh, and good chemistry provides an environment for those relationships to flourish. In the case of uh, uh, the Trump era, unless and until there is some problem which crops up, which I, I doubt because Joe Biden, given his personality, and given that the prime minister himself in his second term is not really looking Um, uh, to, to take on the United States or something. Institutional relationships should take these matters forward.
1: In his congratulatory tweets to President Biden, Prime Minister Modi said, and I quote, We stand united and resilient in addressing common challenges and advancing global peace and security. While both leaders face challenges internally, They will have to work together on global peace, their respective rivalry with China, and other pertinent issues like climate change. It is clear from our discussion with our guests that US is an ally India needs. And India is the partner that US cannot ignore. The world's two largest democracies will have to work on a relationship that is not just transactional. That's all from us today. Thank you Seema and Pranap for joining us. I'm Rachita Prasad and you have been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Shashwat Muhanti and Bhavya Dilip Kumar. Shashwat also coordinated the show. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com And if you liked the episode, please do share it on social media. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day.